This is Andy Lewis, and you're listening to The Norse Mentality. What's up, guys? I hope that you are having a glorious day. Today, me and Joe are going to tackle another episode of Rapid Fire Friday. You may be sitting there right now listening to me, asking yourself, what the fuck is Rapid Fire Friday? And I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> About 10 minutes ago, I posted a thing on my Instagram story saying, hey, ask us a question for the podcast. And we got some really great ones. Yeah. And today we're going to answer them. We're going to answer three of them today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we just dive right in? Let's just dive in. Let's do it. We don't like to waste time. It's rapid fire. Question number one, what's the best way to get ahead in life while keeping the best work-life balance? What is the best way to get ahead in life while keeping work-life balance? So this is something that I struggle with as well because I feel like I need to be giving it my all in every aspect of life. And because of that, it's, it's almost toxic because I don't take time to take a step back and realize the progress that I have made. And because of that, I just feel like I'm never doing enough. But here's the thing. If you're asking this question right now, it means that you're probably getting after it. Yeah. And it means that you are trying really hard to get ahead. So maybe the answer is to just stop for a second and realize the progress that you've made. And that's really easy to do. Just look at where you were six months ago compared to where you are now. And what we need to ask ourselves with this type of question is, are we better than we were yesterday? Each day, are we taking steps to become a better person? If the answer to that question is yes, then you're getting ahead in life. That's I what I think. I think that's an excellent answer. I think we've been taught the grind 24-7 kind of mantra so much, especially from social media and stuff like that. You always got to be grinding and grinding and grinding and working, but that's not going to help with your work-life balance. So I think measuring your results or finding a way to self-reflect and measure your results is really, really good for the getting ahead in life when it comes to your work. But when it comes to that life balance is also finding a time to, okay, I'm going to turn off at this time. And if I have a family, I'm going to be present with my family. Like you got up early, you got to it, you, your day was scheduled out. So you, you were busy, you were consistent, you were constant, you were getting a lot of stuff done, but now you're home and now it's time to balance that out with now you live your life with your family, be present, work out, do things for yourself, I think is is honestly the best way to do it. Well, you need to make sure that you're taking time to stop and switch gears. Yes. That's what that is. So I like, and I actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually going to bring up what you talked about before on the podcast is like taking those five minutes when you get to the gym or before you leave to go home where you take those five minutes and just reset. You switch into your your dad. You're switching gears. Yeah, you're you're switching into different roles. And that's exactly what managing work-life balance is. You have work, that's one role. And then you have your regular life, which is another role. Now let's define work-life balance. What exactly does that mean? Does that mean you work and then you go out to the bar and shit like that? Yeah. Or you just go home and watch Netflix for a few hours? Or do you have a family? Or on your downtime when you're not at work, are you reading? Are you continuing education? Are you going to the gym? You know, everyone has a different work-life balance, and that life balance is the key word there that needs to be defined. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, I mean, are you looking at this from a perspective of, oh, I don't have much of a social life? Let me tell you about my social life. It's fucking non-existent, but I like it that way. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like going out to bars. I don't like going around large groups of people that I don't know. It's just not who I am. I used to force myself to do that because I felt like I didn't have a good work-life balance until I sat back and I defined what that actually means for me. And what that means for me is taking downtime at the end, end of the day to just shut off 
and relax and to regroup and to recenter myself. That way I can continue pushing forward the next day. It's not going out. It's not doing what most of society would consider life Yeah. because their definition of life is not the same as me. Sitting around for hours watching Netflix is not fucking life to me. Life for me is going on an adventure, going for an awesome hike, traveling to a different country, you know, just meeting new interesting people Yeah, that I can benefit from, that I can learn something from, that can give me a second perspective on something. That's what life is to me. So you need to really define what that means for you and make sure that it aligns with where you want to go. Because maybe you feel stuck because it's not defined. Yeah. Maybe you feel stuck because you feel like you should be doing more, but you're actually already doing exactly what you need to be doing. Yeah. So I think the best thing here is to stop and take a minute to reflect, kind of dissect your day and be like, where am I devoting my time and energy? And then make sure that it aligns with your goals. And if it does, say like 80%, let's just use that number. It's a random fucking number. There's not really any way to measure it, but let's say 80% of your day is getting after it. And then the other 20% is you taking downtime to recharge, to just relax. That way you can continue moving forward because that's what people need to understand is that you have to schedule downtime. At least for me, if I don't schedule it into my day, it doesn't happen. Yeah. But that's when I start to get burned out compared to just taking the time to just decompress. Yeah. You know, for us, Norse is always doing stuff in the evening and stuff too. But what I've had to do wanted and had and it's really helped is like everything that goes out after i'm home is within reason like automated for the most part you know so when i'm home i can be present with the family and spend time because to me that's downtime is when i get to just play with my daughter and not think about having to be creative in that moment versus i mean obviously she makes me be creative because i have to play pretend games with her which is fine but like i don't have to be creative i'm not working but you know things are still getting done and i think for me that's the biggest part of reset because I'm and I'm glad we're tackling this because we have completely two different perspectives. Like I go home and I have a wife and a daughter every single night. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, the option to I'm going to choose to do this tonight. Like I don't have that because I have to talk to someone else about that to like is this even an option? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I I'm fine with because I'm married. Also, I'm single. Yeah, but it's also I'm fine with because I'm like you. I don't really care to go out of places, so it doesn't bother me, anyways. But you know, I'm glad we tackled this question because we had we do have two different perspectives on it. But for me, like that downtime is is the key, and that's why I said you know like set a time for yourself that like I'm going to not focus on work no matter what from this time to this time. And I'm that's going the hardest to, part. It, it's dude, it's super hard because I say I put my phone up. But I'm like, I'm still... You're still thinking. I'm still checking it to make sure everything's going good. Cool, we had a post go out an hour ago. Well, you know, let me make sure everything still looks good with it. You we're know, we're so not like, supposed to be doing this 24 hours a day. Yeah. That's a very new thing that we don't know how to handle yet. And that's yeah. why this is a question is because before the light bulb was invented, we were forced to shut down at night because there was no way to, to operate. Yeah. We couldn't see what was out there. So we just kind of stayed around the campfire or whatever it was, or we stayed inside our house and we were forced to shut down because we had no other alternative. Well, since old Edison invented the light bulb, it doesn't ever stop. And that was kind of the turning point. And that hasn't been enough time for us to figure out how to do this. And then with the development of technology, like our phones and computers, social media, and all this stuff, now we have this 24-7 shit. Like Norse, does, like you said, Norse doesn't ever stop. Norse is a 24-7, 365 days a year type thing. 
and it's very hard to manage life now because like I said, we're not programmed to know how to deal with this. We have to figure it out along the way. Yeah. So I hope that our answer gave this person some clarity and maybe anyone else that's listening. Honestly, I got a little bit of clarity just by talking this shit out. So thank you to the person that asked yeah, this question. For sure. What's the next one? Question number two, how much weight should I lose before I start building muscle? This is going to vary depending on who you ask. Absolutely. It's also going to vary depending on your goal. There's so many factors involved with this, but I think a general rule of thumb is most people should stay around 15% body fat. 15% body fat is healthy if you're a male. So yeah. let me define that because I don't know if this was a female or a yeah. dude that asked this question. So across the board, around 15% for males is is solid. Like that is a healthy weight. And that's what I think we need to to look at here. What is healthy? Because that's, that's what you want to be. Like at the end of the day, we should all want to be healthy because we're going to be able to perform to the best of our ability with work, in the gym, with our family, whatever it is. With females, I think it's closer to like 22 or 20 to 25% body fat. It's a little bit higher and it's just because genetics and our bodies and everything else are different. Yeah, Males can operate on a lower fat percentage than females because of our hormones and stuff like that. So that's also a thing too. Like if you get too low in body fat, your body might not be operating to peak performance based on your genetics. And that's why I said there's so many factors involved with this, but General rule of thumb, 15% for males, 20% for females. Now, as a lot of you guys know, I'm working down the 9% body fat. And the reason I'm doing that is because it just sounds fun. Like I'm, I'm around 15% right now. I feel good. But honestly, I just want abs. I've never had abs. I want them. And also I'm switching gears with my goals. And that goes back into what I just said about like, it depends on what your goal is. I'm not necessarily worried about lifting anymore. I'm focusing on Muay Thai. Like I want to do a actual Muay Thai fight in the future. I eventually I'm going to start doing jujitsu and stuff too. I'm kind of switching gears with my fitness priorities. I want to be just more athletic and stuff like that because it's going to help me with those new endeavors that I'm pursuing. Now, if you're someone that's just getting started in the gym and you're just worried about building muscle, then get down to about 12 to 15 percent. That way you have some wiggle room there because you're going to have to gain a little bit of body fat in order to gain muscle. I mean, there are ways around that, but for the most part, like you're going to, you have to be okay with adding a little bit of fat, which is okay. Like even in downtime with bodybuilders, especially back in the day, man, like Lee priest and stuff like there's a picture of him and he'd put on like 150 pounds and shit. And same with Dorian Yates, you know, like they would get a little bit heavier in the off season and then they'd shred down, but it's kind of part of the process. Yeah. I agree with 95% of what you said. (laughs) Well, technically, I agree with all of it, but I think it really just comes down to who, how's this question being asked before I start building muscle? Like, are they saying building muscle as in like, they're trying to get like big and bulky and jacked? Or are they saying like, I am, I should be building muscle and I'm obese and I'm just now getting started. They understand. Now, I wish I would have addressed this in the beginning of the question. It's obvious that they understand how difficult it is to lose weight and build muscle at the same time. Yeah. So this person already has a better understanding about how muscle building works. That's a great insight. Better than most people. So I think like this person already, they understand that, which is huge because a lot of people don't understand that. They want both. They want to gain muscle and they want to lose fat at the same time. It's very difficult to do that. So he's asking, what point do I need to get to? in order for it to be like a good way to start building muscle again and not be like out of shape or whatever. Okay, I agree with you 100% now. And this is why pers- multiple perspectives are good because I interpreted this question differently. How much weight should I lose before I start building muscle? 
if that's you and you know that you can only do one at a time, then yeah, get just focus on losing weight. Get down to a really healthy weight, a good body fat percentage, whatever it is, and start building that. I would, you know, 100% be weight training while I do that. Though, of to course, make that sure doesn't that's stop. Only, I was going to say, if it is newbie gains and you're just getting into it, you're going to be building some muscle while you lose fat anyway. That's something that everyone is going to do at the beginning, but that's not something that's going to be sustainable and it's going to be very, very hard to do. You also- Completely but, natural and everything it, like that. Yeah, it, it is like possible with newbie gains, but at the same time, you have to have other aspects dialed in too. You, you have to have your nutrition. Have you have to make so. sure that you're doing a good workout yeah. program. Just because I walk into the gym and it's my first time walking in and I get on the bench press, or I start doing squats, I'm not going to see amazing results. And I think that's like where people get fucked up with the whole newbie gains thing is they think they can just walk in and it's like, yeah. well, I'm just getting started. I have this newbie gain shit that I see people yeah. talk about online. It is, you do have an advantage as a new lifter, but you need to have everything else dialed in too. Yeah, you're, you're going, I mean, if you're, newbie gains can be something that's noticed and not noticed at the same time. Because It's I've, not like some magical yeah, my, my, thing though. Because my family member, you know, if I have a family member obese and he's never worked out before and he just starts getting into the gym, he's going to lose some weight and build a little muscle because he's never done it before. But that doesn't mean he's going to see the results from that. That just means his body's starting to learn how to adapt to that. Uh, but yeah, going into this, man, I would 100% be weight training to get down to a certain body fat or to a certain weight before I start trying to quote unquote bulk or something like that. And if you're trying to bulk, why? You know, I think you need to really define your goals. Well, I think out. he's got it figured out. Yeah. I think the like he understands that how that whole process works. Like in yeah. order to lose weight, he's gonna have to eat in a calorie deficit. It's yeah. very hard to gain muscle unless you are eating above yes. your maintenance calories. He understands that whole thing. Yeah. So I think he's just I think the dude's just eager to start getting juicy. So with that being said, Dude, if you're around 15%, 12% body go fat, start getting juicy. Yeah. There you go. And I'm going to apologize to this dude um, that I didn't interpret his question well. <laughs> I didn't really answer anything for you're him. You're an but asshole, you, Joe. You know but that? You, yeah, but you, you did a great job for me. So. <laughs> it's usually you. I'm usually the nice guy. So, um, well, I think that's it then. There I, you I go. think you answered that question well. And I added nothing. Number three. Let's go. <laughs> All right. How to stick up for yourself in a real life situation? Boundaries decide what you're going to put up with and what you're not. My boundaries are pretty extreme, to be honest with you. Like if someone even remotely treats me like shit, fuck you, you're gone forever. I'm not saying you have to do that, but it's just because I don't have time to deal with shit. Like if, if someone's going to mistreat me, I, I don't want you in my life ever. Yeah. That's just how I am. But I know where my boundaries are. Are they extreme? Maybe compared to some people. But I know what I'm willing to put up with and what I'm not. And this person knows as well. Everybody does. Everybody knows that when someone treats you a certain way, it makes you feel uncomfortable. That's your boundary. So just start reflecting on that. When you, someone treats you a certain way and you feel uncomfortable, that's a boundary. Write it down if you need to. Yeah. Moving forward, don't allow people to treat you like that. But here's the thing. We allow people to walk on us because we don't have enough respect for ourselves. So that's the first step. Have enough respect for yourself, love yourself enough to not let other people treat you like shit. Yeah. But you need to have a defined boundary of where that starts and what you're willing to let slide. I don't really let anything slide when it comes to that kind of shit, but it's because I know what I'm bringing to the table. I treat people with the same respect that I expect to be given. And if you don't do that, then you're not someone I want to be around. Yeah. I don't need you around. But I know exactly where I stand with that kind of shit. And it always hasn't been that way, especially in relationships. I used to let women, who God knows why, maybe it was childhood shit or whatever. But I used to let women just kind of walk all over me and treat me like shit. And I would just stay silent about it. 
And now it's like, okay, there might be a misunderstanding. You might not agree with me on something and that's fine. You don't have to agree with me on everything, but no matter who you are, you're going to treat me with respect because I'm going to treat you with respect. And if you can't do that, get fucked. I don't want you around me. Yeah. So I, what it boils down to is having enough respect for yourself and loving yourself enough to not let other people mistreat you. And that differs depending on who you are. Say like my definition of that is going to be different than yours. Yeah. So you really need to kind of sit back and decide where you stand on certain issues and how you expect other people to treat you. Honestly, man, my answer is the exact same. Like it, it starts with loving yourself and having enough respect for yourself to figure out where that line and that boundary is. Like how to stick, you know, and it, it's always going to depend on the situation, but that situation is going to determine where on that line it falls. It also depends on the scenario. Like you well, said, the situation, situation yeah, right. Yeah. It's the same thing. I was just trying to be fancy and use a different word. <laughs> you know, maybe it's just a misunderstanding and that happens. You don't need to write off your best friend because you guys had a misunderstanding about something. You don't need to break up with your partner because there was a misunderstanding. But when this repeatedly happens over and over again, that's when it's very obvious that this person doesn't respect you. And like I said in the beginning of this question, you know what makes you feel uncomfortable or not. And you have the right to tell someone Honestly, I don't like the way you're talking to and, me right and now. And I think that's the point I was going to bring up. So I'm glad you did is, you know, sticking up for yourself. Like, depending on the situation, scenario with your fancy word is, do I want to have a conversation with this person? Should I have a conversation with this person? Because there's going to be some situations where it's just like, I'm not even going to have a conversation. I'm getting out of this. But like a lot of times, like having a conversation, if it's, you know, going to make sense in that, in your scenario, is probably a good place to start because then you can make somebody aware of if you don't feel like they're treating you well or if it's a spouse or a friend or whatever, a parent. It could be a parent, you know what I mean? If you don't feel like they're treating you well, you can have a conversation. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just don't allow it to impact you and just leave. I'm not even going to bother having a conversation with you about this certain thing unless you're actually involved in my life. If you're just some random person that I don't really ever talk to or I've never met before and you treat me like shit, Whatever, you got your own bullshit going on, but don't expect me to ever be around you again. Yeah. I don't like it doesn't need to be confrontational. And I think that needs to be addressed as well. Yeah. Just because someone like kind of talks down to you, well, they probably got their own shit going on. They're just a shitty human being sometimes. And that's their issue. That's not yours. So just brush it off and move on. The, yeah. But if it's someone that's actually involved in your life, that's when it gets different. I hear shit all the time, especially on the internet. Oh. You know, like especially since this podcast is starting to grow and everything else. There are people that say stupid shit and I'm just like, whatever, I don't fucking care. You know, that, did they cross a boundary? Yeah, maybe, but like, I, this person's irrelevant. And that's what it boils down to is when it comes to addressing the other person and sticking up for yourself, ask yourself if, if it's even worth your time. And if it's not worth your time, then just write that person off. Yeah. Get fucked. Get out of here. Like, I don't need you. The only way you get comfortable doing that and realizing that you don't need people is once again, is to be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. You know, we, we think that we need all these friends and we think that we need family members and we think that we need a, a partner, you know, and all this other stuff. You don't need any of those things. Are they important? Of course. We are tribe mentality people. Like we thrive being in a tribe and in a strong community and with having a family and all this stuff, but you don't need anybody. And once yeah. you realize that, then you don't allow people to walk all over you because you don't need them. And it's just really being confident with that and being confident with yourself and having enough respect for yourself to write people off if they treat you like shit. And like I said, you already know. If someone talks to you and you start feeling uncomfortable, acknowledge that. 
acknowledge that you feel uncomfortable in that specific situation because now you know moving forward and you don't have to feel uncomfortable anymore because you're like, oh, this person's pushing a button. I don't like this. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's, I hope that helps. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's just not much to it. I mean, we talk about learning to love yourself and respect yourself. And after you've got to that point, I think that some of these are just going to come naturally to you in, in that case. And here's the thing. We talk about loving yourself and all that shit. And there's probably people listening to, like, oh, that's all you guys fucking talk about, blah, blah. Well, it's the most important thing yeah. is to love yourself because whenever you do that, you don't need anybody else. But if you're listening to this podcast, this is what I then you say. already love yourself. Exactly what and I was And let, let's say. just remove the word love because maybe that gets people the wrong way. You care. You care about yourself. You respect yourself enough to listen to this podcast that is technically a self-help podcast. You wouldn't want to help yourself unless you had enough respect for yourself. You wouldn't go into the gym unless you had some sort of love for yourself. You know who doesn't love themselves? The fucking 400-pound person sitting on their couch, eating junk food, watching TV all day that doesn't have any drive to improve themselves. And if that sounds harsh, I'm sorry, but that's the fucking truth. That person doesn't love themselves, and that's very unfortunate. Now, I wish they did, because that is the most powerful thing for self-transformation is to love yourself. I want everyone in this world, and that's why we talk about it so much, because if you're listening to this podcast, I want that to be driven home. You need to love yourself, and I want that for everybody. So I'm not necessarily bashing on the person that might have a lot of self-hatred, because I've been there before. I've hated myself. I spent 29 years hating myself. But even looking back on that, I started working out 10 years ago. I wouldn't have done that if I really hated myself. So maybe that's another thing to address as well since we're on this topic. A lot of people, like, they say they hate themselves. But once again, look at your actions. There's a part of you that wants to change. So just allow that person to change. Yeah, lean into that. Lean into that. Anyways, that's it for this episode of Rapid Fire Friday. I hope that you guys enjoy these. If you don't, don't listen to them. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> this podcast is a byproduct of Norse Fitness. You can find us online at norsefitness.co. Um, I can't get these damn things right lately. <laughs> Anyways, you can find us online at norsefitness.co. You can find me on Instagram at Andrew Cliff Lewis. And Joe, how can they find you? On Instagram at the Joe Brown. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you soon.